1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
2: Hello, you're listening to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, a podcast for guitar lovers, This week, we're going to be discussing a mailbag full of gear that you just need to check out. But if you want to hear more from us four and support the Guitar Nerds whilst you're doing it, then head on over to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds and enjoy not only a weekly Patreon special, but the Hall of Fame podcast as well. Have it all. Patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. And welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Mark Packham. Hello, everybody. Jay Cross. Hi, everyone. And Matthew Knight.
3: Good evening, Yes,
2: everyone. that's right. It's another episode of the Guitar Nerds Podcast. What are we on? Episode 200 and... Six? Two hundred and six. Something like that. Although Blink two O six. Yeah, Blink Blink two O six. Oh uh, when although, we did episode one eighty two. Why
4: didn't we do a Blink one eight two special? We did, did we? we No oh, we, we did we called, I, I the dro- episode
2: is called Nothing to Do with Blink one eighty two. Right. I know this because I had to go back to eighteen two. Eighteen two. That is eighteen two. That is the actual way that it's said officially.
0: Written.
2: Written. Yep. And and pronounce. But yeah, I do know this because I had to go back through all 205 episodes after Apple announced a change in the way that podcasts had to be titled. You can't have the number in the title You can't anymore. have the episode number in the title anymore. So, <laughs> So listener, be aware that you won't be able to tell what number
4: anymore. But also be aware that
2: that took nearly my whole day.
4: Yeah, he got paid for that. He literally got paid to sit and delete some numbers, <laughs> useless.
2: Hey, I was deleting numbers and adding the numbers to the meta description. There was a, there were two there were two levels to that to Great. that job role. But yes, it is a it is another episode of the Katana's podcast. There's virtually no news this week. This is a dry period.
3: There's a new base. I'm surprised you didn't mention the new base.
2: Well, there is some news. There was obviously a new section. I thought you'd be into the base.
3: Oh, oh yeah. it's actually, it is actually on the list. Yes, I've it's just in seen the it. news list. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see that you're reading the, uh, uh, the documentation.
3: Joe, if I'm paying you, I'll, I'll read whatever I want. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's... Uh... <laughs> fair
0: enough, fair enough. Okay, well... Um, Anyway... I'm just looking forward to being Alan Sugar at some point. (laughs) I'm just saying... (laughs) Do the point.
4: You're firing (laughs) Joe. Yes, as as directors, we've all come together, Joe. Firstly, this is an intervention. And secondly, you're fired.
0: This week, Lord Sugar has decided to get the contestants... To launch a podcast as you can see oh god it's not gone very well i
3: i sort of got reminded of an old episode of the apprentice where some guy pitches his cv and he's like his cv's really good and then his business plan is just pictures of sailboats and he's just <laughs> and he's just like You've given me sailboats, and he's like, "Well, you know, it's an idea." He's just like, <laughs> "Get out!" It's I can idea. see that happening, Joe. Pitch <laughs> us what you've been doing. I've drawn some sailboats. What? Epi- what? Um,
0: this maybe is a Patreon topic, but what? Epi- what's um reality TV series uh-huh. do you think Joe stands the best chance of winning?
4: Um, I'm a celebrity. There, get me out of here. Is there a where you sort of just run into walls right. with your head. Yeah. Oh
0: well. Um, uh, uh, Bring on the wall!
4: What was that show? Oh called? yeah, that, that is the show that Joe <laughs> win is, is that called the wall? <laughs> no, it, um, where the wall comes down, the thing, and you've got to like make the shape to <laughs> go through it. That is the TV show. That... What was that For... Channel Five show on a castle? Fort Boy yes, Fort Boyard. <laughs> Boyard.
0: Yeah, Fort Boyard. I don't know what
2: that was. <laughs> oh, fort Boyard. was amazing. Dirty Den, the, uh, Dirty Den is the evil guy. And, uh, and fort my- 쌓i- Boyard. Melanie. Melinda Messenger. That was it. Yeah, Melanie oh. C. Um, all, was...
4: I, all I'm saying is if anyone wants to sponsor us to go and do that Crystal Maze experience and oh, sport, we'll, uh, we'll take, <laughs> we'll really take some cameras <laughs> we, um, should, we should take
0: some Patreon money and go well, and do I,
4: that I'm, I'm
2: quite up for that I, I, definitely, <laughs> I definitely think that's a, a worthwhile um, I also, be our Christmas
4: party I, I mean we if, can get a real one If we can't do that I do know someone who owns and runs an escape room so we could <clears> Can we put
0: that. Joe in it and then Yeah Just by himself We're going to take it in
4: turns man just lock him in there and it goes to the pub. I would be him.
2: concerned about ever making it out of Escape Room. I don't really feel it's my strong suit.
4: Um we should do that though. If someone wants to uh if anyone listening has any connections to the people that currently run the Crystal Maze experience thing I spoke to the fella on a phone on the phone
2: when he wanted to buy
4: a Richard an acoustic. Iode uh no the Richard other guy. O'Brien. Richard, oh, Richard O'Brien. O'Brien. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he's involved in it, mate. No,
2: I know, but he was good when he was involved. But in there
4: it. is there is a current Crystal Maze thing. And if anyone listening does have a hookup with that, um, it would be great if we could go in and do it and do some filming. I think that would be awesome.
0: Um, yeah. Uh, the only other thing that I think Joe would be fantastic at is um, what's that one where you have to like, run around on the inflatables and there's like uh, to- total, total wipeout. Total wipeout. <laughs> I reckon <laughs> Joe it. on that Don't would be fantastic. That is. I would is that love the it.
2: American one where they're on big inflatable things? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that. there's a,
0: there's a British one as well, which oh, is, is a, very similar except it's small inflatables. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> they're actually shot in the same They're both shot in Argentina oh, believe really? or not. Yeah, No, no not, really. not the British one yeah, No, he's filmed same. in like Stoke-on-Trent no, or something They're, they're not, it's <laughs> the same, they're filmed in Argentina Rubbish Anyway, this
2: week <laughs> Don't um, cry for me This, this week uh, me, me and Mark went to um, We went to the GAC Went home Vault launch event you just went to work. Well, it was, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really work there anymore. But yes, and also uh, it's what
0: used to be the base department. So yeah, also so you the, kind of went to work. Well, sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So what we what we did. What what GAC have done is they've uh, they've changed. The, the idea the,
3: that me and Jay had about five years ago. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Um, yeah, don't give Joe any credit for this, Matthew. No,
2: no, I actually opposed this idea. The, the, the <laughs> reason that it's only happened after I left is because I was so adamantly against the base department losing any space. So, uh, if, if you if you're not, not aware of how the GAC shop works, the the base department is a whole separate, like three room area at the at the back of the shop. It's wonderful because it's probably the biggest base department in the UK. Because of that, I you know I know that probably doesn't you know it's, it's it's not saying much. It's not saying much really. But but it was nice having those three rooms. And anyway, absolutely rightly, I was wrong to oppose it. We we've, we've moved the bases into the main part of the shop, you know, because who buys a base? And uh, <laughs> they they've moved the bases into the main part of the shop, and uh, and now the um, those three rooms have become what they've they, they've called the GAC Vault, which is uh, which is the room full of all the all the super cool custom shop and. Uh, like vintage gear and boutique gear. So it's a room full of all of that stuff. And they were having a launch night with Ariel Posen playing a couple of songs. And so me and Mark went down and, uh, and checked it out. It was really cool. Yeah, it was there good. was some cool stuff there. I didn't look at any guitars. I just talked to Ben you from did. Gibson the entire evening. <laughs> you literally did just talk to one fella. I was there networking. You were there speaking, having a jolly with Ben from Gibson.
4: You were networking with customers that you already knew mm. from the shop. Yeah, um, That's a lie. actually. I did play some guitars. I played some Eastman stuff. You did. One of the Eastman. I always forget. Is it two, T460? The one two that looks 60? like a 335, yeah, but think with... I, it was, like the custom version, so like the the multiple ply binding and the uh like split block inlays and the ebony board, really good. I know in the past I've had my kind of doubts about Eastman stuff, yeah. um, but uh, now I'm really into it. Now I've actually had some hands-on time with yeah. it. Um, yeah, I'm super into it. Yeah. Well, we we you know we said that the the difference w- when we spoke about them like last week. The difference
2: was that now they've started really focusing on these interesting finishes, these like hand rubbed. Yeah.
4: Um, three finishes. I actually don't like those as much as I like the gloss finish. Really? Yeah. yeah. It was a gloss one that you were trying. Yeah.
2: But it's lovely. I love that they've got like, that rosewood cap on the headstock as well. And yeah. They, there just seems to be so much attention to detail. And and that guitar retails for like under £1,000 as yeah. well. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm, I swear, like I know it's I know that like Gibson Memphis is the extreme top end of everything that Gibson do. And so the 335s are literally the best things that Gibson are making. But if you want a proper three three five from Gibson, you've got to spend three grand or more. And this is, you know, these are these Eastmans are, are lovely, super functional, come with like Seymour Duncan. You get a fifty-nine in the uh in the bridge and it's a Seymour Duncan jazz in the in the neck.
0: They're
4: really good. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, um, but I like yeah, it. you spent a lot of time on that. The only thing with it is. Uh-huh. Um and I'm not saying anything disparaging at all about Eastman. What I'm about to say is people This is to do with kind of people's perception of brands and stuff so i've got a friend yeah. at the moment who really wants a 335 or you know a kind of similar hollow body and i said oh, i've just played these eastmans they're great you know they're, they're built in china but they're you know they're largely hand-built and they're um incre- impeccably finished and absolutely fantastic guitars and he went yeah i just wanted to say gibson on the headstock though so, <laughs> yeah. so i think what he's gonna buy is um a guitar that actually goes for not a lot of money at all now, which is a 90s 335 Studio, which is a basically a 335, uh, but with no F-holes. Right. And Ooh, um, That sounds awesome. It's routed through the back, so they cost a lot less initially. And you can pick one up now for about a grand... Right. 900 quid to a grand, something like that. Um, and it's basically you know everything you'd expect from a studio. So it's like unbound neck and dots. Um, but they're supposed to be very, very good. Um, so he's going to go and uh, have a look at one and, and give it a go. Yeah, that sounds
2: super cool. Yeah, but I, 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 as I say, I still think these Eastmans are going to be wicked. What was the other thing there? There was a, a 1964 SG Junior. Uh, yeah. Really nice with a with a what, what do you call the the Trems? Maestro? Maestro. Maestro yeah, yeah Maestro. Oh, is, is that
3: the one that's listed in Polaris White? Yes. yes. It's really nice that.
2: Yeah, it was lovely. Yeah, really nice. Looks great. Um we thought that was Pucker. There's obviously there's a base six in there, like an old sixty three.
0: Three, I think it is. Yeah, yeah,
2: sixty-three. It's, it's listed for about three thousand pounds more than those instruments actually go for. It's on commission. Though, it's a right? commission so sale, vibe. so it's 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 what the
4: the fella who owns it has asked for. It's just that person obviously has no idea how much. Or they, or go they for. just don't really care that much. I, I well, I've, because I've been visiting a lot of stores recently for um, for reverb and just kind of getting the the vibe on what that kind of because a GAC, We didn't used to do that many commission sales when I was there. And it seems like you do quite, you know, or sorry, GAC does quite a lot now, but loads of other stores do them as well. And everything does seem to be higher priced. And when you talk to people about it, they're like, well, yeah, they're just basically, they don't want to store it at home. They don't mind if it doesn't sell right away because they don't need the money. So it's on the shelf for a bit more money. And if someone comes in and offers that, then great. If not, no one's losing out. From my perspective, it's nice to be able to go in and play a 963 base Six. Yeah, um, it's
3: really nice as well. It's that lovely. One. Yeah.
2: Honestly, if it was up there for five grand, I'd be thinking about what I could sell.
3: But you know, at, at eight thousand pounds, it's uh, it's really. I can't believe expensive. that's the first thing you you try though, Joe. Especially when there's a Firebird X. <laughs> there is in, a Firebird <laughs> X.
2: There's a Firebird X. <laughs> what? Someone, yeah. Okay. So someone, someone, <laughs> someone saw it and. And and bought it like one of the purchasers saw it and thought it would be is a good it a investment. A new one?
0: Yes, it is. It is a new one. So it was. But, it, I mean, the one. Oh, it no, must it, have been a clear we, out. We, we it, didn't. We didn't sell the one that we no, had I when I was at Game. It must
2: have been a clear out from from Gibson. I don't know, but there no, is. No, no,
0: it
4: was from a. It was just from a customer. Was it?
3: Yeah. Oh, we bought it in. I they believe so. It yeah, oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's even better.
4: Yeah, that's uh, from just speaking to a couple of people there. That's where just, it's come from. It, well, do you know
3: what? And I did think maybe we should do this as a Patreon topic, or we should talk about it again at some point. But just like. People were like, oh, robot tuning is worst thing ever. And it's like, we worked in the store when there was like the dark fire and the dust tiger. I mean, I remember the dust tiger had like programmable pickups that you plugged into a computer. Yeah. I mean, the, the Firebird, X like, is like, completely,
4: were... Firebird X is completely bonkers. You know, it comes with that gig bag that's got two different pedals in it. Is that right, Matt? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Two,
3: two foot controllers that are like mega chunky that are Bluetooth controlled to the guitar. I mean it's just ridiculous. It, it was the weirdest thing ever and well, I never I don't think I ever demoed it in full to anyone. Well no. I, w- I was
2: speaking to to Joss in the store and he was saying that someone had uh someone someone had tried it out the the other day and uh and was playing it unplugged and then it asked if they could plug it into an amp. Like, and, no. and he was he was like yeah I'll just go and get the the pedal board so that you can do that. And They were obviously like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, but what a ridiculous guitar! Um,
0: what's this Mustang like that's in there? I'm just looking on the GAC website. At the um, so the, there's there is a there's an old Mustang, a 65, in there. 66. Now, it looks all wash. It looks like the finish is washing away. No, so the it's finish been is yes. And, and oh, okay.
2: when we say when we say it's been refined <laughs> I mean <laughs> someone has taken like a little pot of craft paint to it and imagine, painted it blue. M- imagine you're painting the outside of a houseboat. Yeah, it's like that. Like you can see the brush strokes in there, and it looks like they've just painted over the original finish because you can kind of see <laughs> yeah, something else is, underneath. Yeah, that is what it's it like. looks awful. Like up close, I'm like, this is this is. Rubbish. I think it's got some good vibe to it. I'm sure it plays well. I just think it looks horrible yeah but and for that that for that reason i'm not happy yeah i'm not I, I'm, I'm out for that
4: that two thousand pound price <laughs> and for that reason you're fired yeah <laughs> um i, I um, think i think that guitar is quite cool um yeah i mean would i spend that sort of money on it no but for someone who's after a uh mustang with a bit of history that's got a bit of a kind of funky vibe to it yeah um it's not a bad guitar
2: no it's pretty cool but the, the coolest guitars we saw that night where i thought um ariel posen's um guitars. His second one in particular. Did you, did you see this? I, you, you were at the back chatting uh, with Ben, uh, Yeah, I was just chatting, unfortunately. Uh, Sorry, like I didn't watch it. So uh, he was playing this cool sort of Collins um, uh, sort of single cut. Looks a bit like a Titan. That sort of single cut vibe, that sort of offset single cut With the cut strange vibe. pickups. Yeah, with the strange pickups. And that sounded great. That was fine. Going through a Hampstead drumbo And then halfway through, he changed over um, to his Mule uh, Posen caster okay um, which is a strat um, a strat body shape but it's as thick as an es175
4: okay it's um, it's steel and hollow. I'm gonna look up a picture of this now. And it's uh it's
2: got like the neck is like all the neck and the board border like a burnt maple, like a baked maple, with like a telly headstock, and it's in baritone tuning, but it's a standard scale.
3: Okay. I don't know anything is, is about Is that the one brand, that it so. doesn't he has got that strung up with seventeens if I remember right? Some, well, what? Something like that, because it's in baritone yeah. tuning, but it's a oh, standard okay. strung.
2: Oh my god, it sounded amazing. And he was just playing slide stuff on it, and I was like this is the coolest thing I've ever heard. Like a thick, deep-bodied, um, you know, like steel Strat. That's awesome. It's like the most... That's the most cowboy thing I've ever heard. But it sounded great. It, it sounded absolutely wonderful. Made by a company called Mule. Um, but yeah, really, 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 really cool guitar.
4: There is a photo on the Mule website uh, with... who The guy who I assume is the guy who makes Mule guitars. He's wearing a right. Mule cap. Right. Um, and he appears to be uh, in the... On-set trailer of Jason Momoa of Aquaman fame because there's a oh picture wow. of him, Carl Drogo sh- sharing, yeah, sharing a hug with Carl D'rogo himself, and I assume he's just giving him. This guitar that they're holding, Oh, so, that's cool. I think I honestly think we should push to get Jason Momoa on the podcast because uh, did you see him play bass in that little video. Seems he seems like a, a cool dude, and he's got some wicked guitars. Did you see the bass that he was playing? He has Isn't a, it like a gold he, sparkle. He's got a
2: gold, yeah, it's like a gold sparkle Thunderbird with the with the only pickup being like right in the bridge.
0: Yeah, which is where pickups are supposed to go. <laughs> not on bases. Absolutely on bases. <laughs> right, funky Jay. That's the only issue with the P bass. The, you know, the greatest <laughs> instrument ever invented. But the problem is, is that that pickup's not on the bridge. It just needs to be further there down. Is, there's
2: an old Vox. There's a Vox version of a P bass with the P bass pickup right up in the bridge that you can get. You can pick up for you know like a couple of hundred quid. Yeah, that pickup. That's suck. the issue.
0: That's what I said. Pickup. Yeah, great. That's
2: that's wonderful. But yeah, it was. Um, the Posencaster was so, so cool what the, a, what a wicked guitar mule! I checked mule because I'd never even heard of them yeah I, no, I me checked me neither. them out afterwards, and I was like, "Oh, every guitar is awesome they're yeah. like it's mule resonator guitars, I think is the full like name on yeah, for yeah, their yeah, website yeah, and yeah, yeah it's exactly um that. but yeah, oh, listener, go check them out. They are
4: absolutely um super. Duper awesome and cool. Can I just say there's a picture on the uh, internet that I've stumbled across on the which internet is on the internet uh, of Jason Momoa and he's playing what's clearly uh, early '60s P bass. It's but the article I think is called "How Jason Momoa Got Ripped for Aquaman," um, <laughs> and, and it's just it's just two shots of him being a dude. So on the um, on the right hand side he is playing at what is clearly an old P bass and loving it, and on the left hand side. He's just doing a bit of rock climbing. Just he's <laughs> he's am. basically got my interests, <laughs> but a, a much he's just a better man than yeah. me, you know.
2: You know, I I've been um, obviously I've been kicking out the uh, the new guitar studio video studio, and I've been thinking of some artwork to have on the wall behind me. Just have this picture get, of Jason. Momoa. I might just get some posters of Momoa. <laughs> just <Use> some posters <laughs> like Momoa flexing. I think that's. Uh, that's what i'm going to there's there's a lot again. of pictures of him playing guitar on the internet so well, just use playing those. guitar or flexing easy yeah, yeah, either, 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 either one yeah. either one so in uh in other news uh very soon uh, on the Guitar guitarheads podcast and we're going to release this as a special and there is going to be some interaction from our from our Sorry? audience. some interaction okay row, uh, from the uh <laughs> <laughs> from <a> bit weird <laughs> yeah it was a bit weird wasn't it yeah from our, from our listeners but we are going to be building on the podcast
4: we're going to be building a Balaguer. I don't know anything about this. Didn't you? No. Did I not tell you? Yeah, you you said a lot of things to me. Whether oh. I listen to them that's another matter. Okay,
2: fine. <laughs> so so what we're going to do we 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 we've still got to arrange a date and we're talking to Joe Balaguer as well. So we're going to sort, sort sorting out a date with Joe Balaguer. We're you going to have dinner. Yes. <laughs> um but we're uh, we're arranging for the idea is we're going to do a podcast where the four of us are going to co-design a, a Balaguer on the podcast, and then we're going to select a handful of features that are down to listener votes. Okay, um, which we're going to interesting allow on the on the Facebook group, and the then after that because obviously that will take us over you know a podcast episode for those those editions. So then we'll announce what the finished article is going to be, and um, and Joe's going to build that for us and uh, send it over. Um, and then, what so, are we giving it away or something? No, no. We, we it's, keeping just, it? it's just going on the wall. It's going to go on the wall next, yeah. To, yeah.
0: next to the pictures of Jason Momoa flexing. Okay. Yeah.
2: yeah, nice. Exactly. So, uh, so The yeah, finish is going to be a picture of Jason Momoa. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would be fantastic. But yeah, we're going to be arranging the time for that. But listener, get ready. And, uh, you know, we, we haven't decided what things we're going to let you guys choose. It's probably going to be like stuff like, um, uh, I don't know, whether there's a pickup ring or, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, the colour of the binding on what gauge headstop. strings yeah, yeah. So, yeah something like all that. the big choices yeah all the yeah. big choices but you know but nonetheless you get to be involved you get to be a, a part of the guitar can, nerds, I've, I've got a suggestion
0: can um, the listeners because mm. I reckon really there's only four four main votes that need to happen in a neck in a, in a guitar and I reckon those four votes should come down to uh, Mark me Matt and the audience <laughs> I agree. And I don't think anybody else needs to be involved. Uh, you're just the host. What do, I mean, like, who's going to host? Well, I think, if anything... Who's going to do the hosting no, if no, you're no, out here, like, you know... What we should do is that's absolutely Saying right. that we need to have uh, pickups in the neck and stuff. No, no, it's Ridiculous fine. Ridiculous things like it's that. Fine.
2: You guys can argue out sort of the what goes where. I think that's a great idea. Um... And then all that will happen is at the end I can go through and I'll, I'll be able to veto anything that's that's not the right choice and obviously <laughs> replace it. But otherwise the decisions will all be yours. Um, but yes, that's going to be fun. So that's uh, that's
4: that's uh, yet to uh, that's yet to come. Just um, another th- way that we could do this, right? Is you know they've got the online guitar builder. Yeah, we could get people to submit mm-hmm. and then we pick the best one. No. <laughs> it's a, yeah, that's, uh, that's not happening Listeners
2: okay. to, we, we, it's going to be a co-op a co-op build so like we choose some stuff it. and they that's, choose that's, some that's stuff that's the thing we're doing a podcast building the okay, guitar fine, like, fine. if we have people submit we, there's no podcast Yeah, we don't, no, we're not in the yeah, in, exactly. The, we're not needed I think yeah exactly I think fine. we're less likely to be able to get this guitar if we don't do a podcast about this guitar I'm going to go through and find the body shape that's going to be most irritating to you specifically there's, that's not going to be the case anyway start thinking about it because that will happen sometime in the next month I'm sure now Matt night yes
3: (laughs) you bought my dream pedal board i did we actually did talk about this on a podcast some moons ago i can't remember when but we were talking about hold on i'm just going to grab it what are you grabbing matt (laughs) i'm grabbing the korg pme 40x professional modular effects pedal board um, the most ridiculous thing ever made. It's... Li- <laughs> it's Sorry, Could you say the name again, please? P-M-E-40X. Wonderful. Professional, modular, pedalboard, or effects. Um, it's, yeah, basically a docking station for, <laughs> for Korg effects modules right. from the 80s, uh-huh. such as the KOD-101. And the KDD five hundred and one. These are these look the absolute bomb as well. They
2: are they're part of that cool sort of like a few brands did like Yamaha did one that looked really
4: similar. And well, I- Ibanez obviously have their kind of like seventies, eighties multi effects, which is just all their pedals put in one box. Yeah. Yeah. It's obviously not modular but it's got a kind of similar No, thing. but
2: those modular ones they came out, do you remember we spoke about it on the podcast, didn't we? They, they were- Nexi. Yeah. No, no, not Nexi. We were speaking about the old ones because I was looking at trying to get one oh, of the yeah. old ones. But they go for
3: loads of money. How did you get a Korg one so affordably? I know. 50 pounds I paid for this one. <laughs> and <it> just <laughs> And uh that and actually the modules themselves usually go for 50 quid, so um I was wow. quite pleased I actually bought so that. Now I, was- I got did it. You- well I got it and was like this better be terrible because I really should sell it. And I plugged it in; it sounded amazing, so um, <laughs> I've kept it. Um, the it's got yeah, it's got an overdrive module in it, uh, the digital delay, and um, a chorus, analog chorus as well, actually. Ooh. Um, And actually, yeah, the digital delay sounds wicked. It's got, like, a high-cut control. You can do some really weird, like, glitchy stuff and some sort of, like, hold modes where you just press a chord and it'll just go round and round forever and you can shift the time and stuff, which is quite cool. Um, And then the chorus is really nice. It's just a really rich analog chorus. You can run it in stereo if you want. And I was like, oh, I really want some other modules. Can't get them. Can't find them. No one Ah. is selling any modules anywhere. Well, there you are.
2: Listener, if you have an old Korg module um, for the... P on me, PME. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, <laughs> then, uh, then let, let Matthew know.
3: Well, the the one to find is the Korg Octave Five. If anyone can find the Korg Octave Five, please let me know. Um, in fact, is there one? Is there one on Reverb? There it probably isn't is. one on Reverb, ah. but it's um it's basically a twelve band EQ. That one side does a various octaves, and then the other side does a, a distortion on a per octave. So you've got two down, one and a half down, one down, normal, one octave up, and then level. And you can add distortion to any one of those octaves. And then there's an inbuilt noise gate. Wow! Um, I want it. So please, someone find it <laughs> <laughs> okay. and then give it and gift it to me. Um, but yeah, it's actually a really, really cool unit, so I'm definitely going to look out for some more modules. I found a list of all the modules that you can actually get for it. And... How many modules are there in total? I think there's about 12. Oh, that's okay.
2: So it obviously was a
3: super successful unit at the time, so... <laughs> <laughs> um... Oh, what weird! What a weird thing to—it's to it's, go fa- it's very weird. But actually, yeah, it sounded surprisingly good. So um, I have to bring it down, and we'll shoot some uh, some videos on it at some yeah. point, or we'll do something on Instagram. One hundred percent. That sounds uh, super cool. Now that uh, leads
2: us onto the um, section of the podcast that we fondly refer to as mailbag. That's right. That's it's what? it's mailbag time. Why did you just stop? <laughs> I didn't stop. There was the jingle there. Jay, got to allow you've the got jingle. To allow the illusion of of the
0: jingle. I thought you did the jingle live. Uh, no, I don't do the jingle live. I think, well, you I think mean, you should do it live. Okay, I'll do it Go live on. in future. No, it, well, it's, it it's happened now. Mail That's not how it goes. Mail bag. Ding dong,
2: mail bag. Like
0: See, that. that's fine. You didn't need any editing. What's going on? We Ed- should just put this podcast out live. Just put it out
2: on we, Twitch. Yes, we should be yeah. fine. Anyway, this uh this week we've um we've received a whole roast hogful of um of of pedals in the hog post. Full? I don't know. I don't know what I'm <laughs> talking for the... about. We've got a load of pedals. Loads of stuff has turned up in the post, which is absolutely wonderful. I've um everyone's had a chance to try out the uh, the stuff except for Matthew. Yes. He lives yes, in that London, doesn't he? He lives in that London. But we've all been checking out the pedals and um uh there's been some really cool stuff. I think the the thing that um that titillated the boys the most was um the uh old blood noise
4: endeavors Rever. Or Reaver. Or Rever. We don't know how to pronounce it. No. That's... I'm guessing it's because it's a reverb but reverb mm. is the same mm. forwards mm. as it is backwards, mm. and as it is palindrome, a re- reverse reverb, right. reverb, uh, reverb. Uh, palindrome. Were they the Otto. bad guys in Firefly? Uh, no, they were the bad guys in Mass Effect, uh. and maybe Firefly. Uh. Uh, uh. Okay. It's um, it's really good uh, for someone who like doesn't really care about reverb pedals anymore because I've got a Strymon Flint. Um, this <laughs> is uh, really, really good. I. Likened it to um, have you lis- have you watched the third season of Twin Peaks? If you have, you'll very much like this pedal because it's very soundscape. Pretty much all of oh, the music in that um, sounds exactly like this. Well, it's
2: a few things in one because it's a it's a reverb and a reverse and there's a delay in there. Yeah, um, and it has a, a latching element to the pedal, a second foot switch that you can latch it to, to remove um, your your dry signal in yes. the chain, which which is fantastic when you've got like the reverse. Uh, what, sort of delayed reverb things going
4: on what i was in uh, enjoying doing doing with it was like doing arpeggios like repeated arpeggios of the, like the same chord over and over again and then like on the third time round or something holding down the reverse so you've got like one like messed up little section and then you go back into the yeah. the arpeggio that you were doing um it sounds super lush um there is a control in there called field which mm. I guess adjust the kind of lushness what of we it.
2: Said, you, we, we referred to it as bloom. Yes, I believe. The, yeah, yeah. the
4: bloom of the of the reverb. I think it's better if you just leave it all the way up. Yes, bloom, heck. bloom in neck. That sounds heck. good. Yeah, that's that's, that's exactly the, the more bloom, the more bloom in neck. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I liked it a lot, and for again for someone who's pretty cynical about kind of soundscapey, you know all the nonsense that you like, um, this pedal actually is really really nice. Yeah, Jay Cross, you actually requested this one over. I just wanted,
0: yeah, I wanted to give it a go. Like, um, I'm not quite as cynical as Mark is, but I do find that we it sometimes feels like we're kind of at saturation point with. I guess, these kind of big, expansive reverb pedals. Right, yeah. um, You know, there's just, there's so many coming well, out. this is it. You've heard, I've heard so many good ones, it's almost hard to get excited totally, about a new Totally, totally, but... I you know, great company and they they do some really cool weird stuff and I was really keen to, to hear it. And I, yeah, I thought it sounded fantastic, really, really good. Yeah. And um, after you stopped showing me all the extremely, forcing all these really weird sounds on me, <laughs> um, I just kind of turned everything down and it was just like, it just sounded good again. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just, it's a lot more than you'd get from a reverb tank. Absolutely. Um, So yeah, it's just, it's just different and massive and yeah, it sounded great, really yeah. cool.
2: What is that? Because there's modulation on the, on the tails as well as it, being reverb as well as it being delay as well as there being a reverse on there so there's tons of stuff and that's great because that's actually a pedal that both of us were able to use like i was maxing out the modulation and making those weird sort of um uh, uh sort of space noises and then you can also use it really conventionally and it sounds great and yeah. really lush and yeah, fit. yeah yeah, yeah a, a totally cool pedal we were super impressed with that another super weird one that we uh that we received was the keely synth one which is one of the i think four pedals that were released at the start of this yeah. year by yeah. keely um the synth one probably the the weirdest pedal matt you are I- absolutely going to love this pedal
3: I tried it very, 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 very briefly at NAM. The oh. guy described it as part slow gear and then part fuzz. Yeah. But then it's obviously got some sort of filter in it as well. Yeah, right? that's right.
2: And you can choose the, the waveform that it's. Yeah, uh, that, that sounds cool.
3: And I like the switch for the waveform. I like, yes, there, I there's I like a big, like a
2: chunky, sort of like almost 80s, yeah, kind of light switch sort of, I don't know, like yeah. game. It's like, of... it's like a light I like yeah.
3: When something's described on a website as a single note synth fuzz, reverse attack and swell, and a band pass filter, I'm like, Cool. <laughs> I um I, I actually would play down the fuzz aspect of it because I don't I mean, think it I don't, sounds fuzzy I would fuzzy never
4: describe at all. it as a fuzz. No. It, it, to me, it's, it's just it's like a mono synth basically. It sounded like a
2: synthesizer, but yeah. the tracking was fantastic. Yeah. Like when I was playing it at home, my girlfriend came in because synthesizers are in the music room as well. And she came in and she was like, "Oh, I thought you were playing a." She was oh, playing well, one you of the. Don't really touch my synth. Yeah, exactly. You idiot. like that, but, it, but it's <laughs> bad uh, enough
4: that I have to live with you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but but the thing is the thing is like the synth nine and and all of those things from electro harmonics were very good but at no point did they ever not sound like you were trying to make a guitar sound like a synthesizer yeah whereas this was it was so wonderful and perfect and yes it can do that swell thing you can because you've got the the attack that you can change and for some of the so sounds if you, it sounds if you turn good.
3: all that way down to zero yeah is there like it's just instant there's no like well, you can if you turn it's more in. it's the other way around so it's attack so if you turn the attack on full then
2: it's then it's like an immediate thing so you can use it a bit more conventionally right. but like a little bit of swell on there i found sounded really really good and there's a there's like a, a switch with the chaos switch uh, and then you essentially you get three sounds on that light switch with the switch in each position so six different synth tones in total and they're all very oh. very different and all tracks. Yeah, they,
0: they were all really, really different Yeah,
2: there's kind of something for everyone Yeah, huge adult. range of sounds yeah.
3: Oh, send it down I'd be interesting to give it a go especially with an expression pedal, pedal plugged Pleddle. in I think it'd be... Pleddle Pleddle
2: Yeah, it was uh, it was super cool On the more conventional Well, here we are the most conventional pedal we've received but the least conventional name and my favourite named pedal that should get an award in this year's gear of the year Best name Just for best Man, name Can that you get it without? can even. you
0: read it without looking at it No, no because I don't want to mess it up Okay
2: um, This is the animal pedals vintage van driving no, is very it's fun not. it's not what
0: you've already messed it up what you messed up the first word animal it? pedals it's animals pedal he's checking oh my
2: goodness it's it is. animals pedal animals pedal yeah oh, it is it's animals pedal vintage
0: van the driving company's is very the fun. company is animals pedal oh that's great
2: even that's good even <laughs> that's good yeah the animals pedal vintage van driving is very fun um which is a which is a drive come boost um with, with a little toggle so you can switch between the, the drive or the boost function and then it's like a conventional volume tone and drive setting we found very much that different things worked differently for depending on what we were using cuz mark and jay you
4: were you tried this out through jay's princeton using jay's mustang yeah two very kind of bright things and actually the boost on the um vintage van driving is very fun um was too bright it's too bright too way like it was just i mean i appreciate that we're using a mustang yeah which is already a
0: very very bright combo
2: whereas i was when i was using it i was running a gibson es175 into a with boss- the
0: tone control turned off <laughs> i only used and, the pitch pickup and, on that guitar and i was playing it under the duvet just to deaden it even more
2: <laughs> well, it, yeah it does have very very dead strings on there actually but, um, <laughs> pretty much <laughs> but i was playing the e7 uh, the es175 going into a boss katana and uh, for me it like gave using the the boost set, Set, setting uh just gave everything loads of depth and uh just made it like a gave it like some brightness that that you know just depth when when you when you feel like it's added an extra layer of stuff there that wasn't there before and i really liked it for that i thought it gave it some real character which was very nice um whereas yeah as we said it was a bit too a bit too trebly with the mustang and a princeton but of course different things work differently the overdrive however
4: w- was really, really good yeah Really good. Kind of reminds me of like a very good, uh, and I'm not saying this—the original pedal is is bad, but the um, just a Boss overdrive. You know, like a real kind of quintessential overdrive sound. Yeah. Not too much, not too transparent either. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Um, yeah, I really liked it. I was kind of like, I was just doing kind of like garagey rock riffs on the Mustang into the Princeton, and that pedal sounded really good for it. Um, yeah. I think if you wanted to add something to your sound, that was like.
0: fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com
4: a boutique version of that kind of classic boss overdrive um this wouldn't be too far off yeah it was Um, i like it a lot
3: i've got a feeling this brand i'm just on their website animals pedal um that I think it's the same guy that actually started One Control it is yeah because yeah. I remember they oh, were the that, same that they were the same distributor why it came in a One Control box that yeah. would explain yeah we <sighs> Matt we
0: we met him at uh, Summon Am when we were having well, we, a, we, we, we met, gr- the, met the the Canadian distributor yeah. yeah
3: and I was just actually the history on the website and they were like we released the One Control and then it was like we released the first major animals pedal because yeah. I actually saw these in Japan um about well, when I was out there about a year and a half ago, and I was like, "These are so weird." Do you want to? They're, hit- not, they're really reasonably priced as well. Yeah, they're yeah. not like expensive in, want- in any way. Do you want
4: to hear some of the other names?
3: Go on, Mark. I tell guess. us some of the other names.
4: Okay, so uh, on the more kind of conservative side of things, you've got the relaxing walrus delay. Yeah. Um, the surfing bear overdrive. That that isn't the name of a, that isn't what an, that's not an overdrive. Surfing pedal. Bear Overdrive. No, that should that should be a chorus it or be something. A chorus. You've yeah. got the 1927 Home Run King compressor. Oh, that's so good. The ba- bath time reverb. Right. The I was a wolf in the forest distortion, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, the Tioga Road cycling distortion. They're those so are some of the conservative good. ones. Uh, no, that's the weird oh, ones. Okay. On the oh, that's yeah. a shame. That's so Mess good. That up, I, I loved course. every single one of those. The uh, "I Was a Wolf in a Forest" is is my favourite. Um, the Tioga Road Cycling Distortion has got a picture of a bear riding a bike up a hill on the front of the pedal. That is even really. better. <laughs> I love this company. It's so <laughs> good. That is uh, amazing. Now, then we got
2: um, we got a, a load more things from uh, from one uh well from two two separate companies first off we should talk about the um the hot tone Ampiro. yes which is hot tones um hot uh, tone hot tones uh hot one submission to um to the, the world of Helix and Headrush and uh, I'm sure Mueller did one at one point.
3: I, I actually am reading this and one of their technology names is so close to the technology name that I put on one of our products. I'm like, that is unbelievable. <laughs> <Are> you- <laughs> I'm like, I'm reading it. I'm like, there is no way they thought of that off the top of their head. What I- is it? So the, the it's it's a multi effects obviously based around um Helix GT1000 all of those units so GT1000 when it's released had a new IR um modeling technology called augmented impulse response dynamics and they have one called fire field impulse response enhancement i'm like that is
4: i mean to be field- fair
3: it's only impulse response and that's quite a like <laughs> common term yeah, but is I, it, I, I, is th- th- I think they're stealing some of that. I think they're stealing some Matt, of my you, ideas. Matt, well, I, I
2: tell you what, Matt.
3: I think my house is wiretapped to um, Hotone. I tell you what, if you want
2: to talk about usable interfaces, then <laughs> uh, then I would say that the uh, the, the Hotone Ampiro has an awful lot of companies absolutely pegged. How,
4: how much is the Ampiro? Uh, I'm not sure. So um, Three, uh, They're £349. Okay, fine, um, so. It has by far the best touchscreen out of any of these. So this is products. yeah. This
2: is the point. It's so the pedal itself is is a, a really like well built sort of a black aluminium with sort of gold, um, you know. It's sort of other bits on it and the screen display is black and gold as well but the screen display so it's not full color but it's black and gold and it does actually use other colors in yeah it, there's pre- other colors there. but predominantly black and gold and then it's also touchscreen but it has physical rotaries as well so it's utilizing the same sort of thing that um that head Rush did but without you know adding a touchscreen on there that's you know the size of a small tv um, it's, it's a much more functional little touch screen where you have the option to use it or you can use the rotaries to navigate around as well. Um, they, they've added the sort of joystick feature you know, from the uh, from the Helix and everything. And you can bank up and down. It has four foot switches, three rotary controls that you can control sort of live things on any of the effects that you run. And the four rotary controls divvy up so you can hit two together um, to bank up and bank down between presets. Uh, you have one that... Um, that would be can, that you can hold to assign to tap tempo at any given time. One that you hold for a tuner, and then in each bank, the first three foot switches will be your three, you know, whatever those the the three patches are that you've allocated there. The fourth one for each of those individual patches becomes an effect. That you can turn on and off within that patch, or you could assign it to a tap tempo, or you could assign it to a, a looper. It also has a um, a drum machine on there. Which now I said about the drum machine, and Mark Packham was like, oh, "I automatically don't like anything that's got a drum machine I d- built in." But this is a great idea because this is this is you know we're talking about an all-in-one amp solution for three hundred something quid. It's also a rehearsal
4: tool. I just, I just every product that has a drum machine in has been bad. Sure, what about sure. the
0: Digitech Trio? Uh, Boom, ba-da-boom, that, ba-da-boom.
4: That is, what about
0: the Vox Apache that had a built the, into Jamman, the actual guitar? And,
2: and I said about this what about the Jamman Stereo, the all-time best looper? If the, the Sorry, if the design sorry, is such, wait, wait, the all
0: to, the all-time best looper, best looper. The Jamman Stereo. The four-button
4: Jamman yeah, it was really okay, good. Okay, we, we can move on now. I just needed to dwell yeah, on that for a minute. Just let people think about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Just Think about what he said. Okay. Um, I, I just think don't put a drum machine on. Right, sure. <laughs> t- <Nutella. from hums> but, but I like that the, the, up, the up, drum up, machines up, choose, like super
2: accessible, and they've got like a ton of easily accessible beats and, simple, and the BPMs there that you can either sort of tap tempo in or you can. That's that what i do. it. I need beats now. and BPMs. Sure. Yeah. Of course. But um, but anyway, it's there as 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 a writing tool. But I was like, man, everything's. This is way less clunky. Like loads of the budget ones, um, do away with a lot of the, especially when they try and downsize it and only have a few switches. They do away with kind of the functionality of of yeah. those sorts of things because when you're talking about an all-in-one solution, that's so much stuff that you're talking about. You're talking about every patch controlling an an amp head, a cab, four or five effects, and you know flicking between them. That's so much stuff, and when you don't have the foot switches or the all the buttons or a decent sized screen to sort of affect all of those things. It can be really, really tricky. It's certainly where I felt that the moor fell down. Like I know it wasn't its purpose. The GT One is very much, um, you know, it's designed as sort of a a, a tool for for home. But certainly the net, the editing of each of the sounds becomes harder because there's less access to rotary controls and buttons and things like that whereas I, th- I felt that the Ampira dealt with it really really well and it has the diddiest little um, expression pedal it's so small it's an expression pedal for ants <laughs> is
3: <laughs> it? Is it the same expression pedal that's on the um, Soul series yes like Soul it's that size stuff. Yeah, it runs on 18 volt which um, I find kind of weird but in a way are kind of good because They're saying, obviously, for increased headroom. And obviously, we quite often talk about drives and compressors and stuff that run on 18 volts. Um,
4: Yeah, it it comes with its own power supply, which, again, I I thought was initially weird. But yeah, I think for something like this, you're not going to put it on a pedal board with loads of other stuff using it in one spot or something, are you? So I'm going to take it home tonight and um, try it out. I've got um, not much to do this week, so I'm going to give the Ampiro a good road test, and I'll report back next week. It looks really good. Yeah, I mean, for something that's not a lot of money, you know, we've come quite away from, like, zoom g1s or whatever yeah um yeah it looks very very well built yeah. i'm excited to um to give it a proper test absolutely now we also received um a load of stuff
2: from a company that we mentioned a few weeks ago valeton and we spoke about them on the on the patreon episode of the podcast we've now received a load of that stuff however there's so much stuff and we're so far through the podcast, and there's some news bits that I want to talk about that I think we should talk about the Valentin stuff next week, and okay. then we can talk about it all well, kind of, rather than glossing over it, as I think we would do now. Well, because you've only brought one I only bought one of the yeah. things. So we've received, yeah, we've got the Dapper Indie, which is their complete fly rig. Um, we've got the, the Dapper Looper. We've got the MDR, which is their modulation, delay, and reverb all in one teeny tiny little three-button fly rig, and also my favorite we've got the 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 Valentin Tar asphalt which is a uh, <laughs> so weird. which is like a 20 watt solid state guitar amp um guitar head you know uh, so it's uh, um which is a really sort of interesting odd idea so we're going to we'll try out all of those things uh, by next week and we'll we'll talk about them um, in a little bit more detail we should uh, do some news <laughs>
3: So first up on the news, Matt Knight, tell me about G&L. Yeah, so G&L, the brand that's kind of on the way back, I guess, in a way. they sort of disappeared for a while, but they're now sort of making a, f- a fresh appearance in a lot, of, uh, a lot of stores. And I believe we've talked about this body shape before. This is the Tahini, yeah. is that how you pronounce it? Tahini V12. Tahini. Which tahini, tahini. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tzatziki, um is there? <laughs> Jazzmaster, oh, hey. J Master, uh, offset um, style guitar. Uh, What's what the, in-
2: what the official, non-official word for a jazzmaster?
3: J style, offset J style,
4: J J, style? J cross. Listen,
0: J like, n- don't go down the route of J style. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you just can't handle it, mate. You can't handle too, it. The J style
4: is too strong. <laughs> you, can't, you can't handle it.
3: Okay, it's so, an
2: offset surf style guitar.
3: Yeah, that comes in two brand new colours, uh sunburst and uh gold. Gold um, with a Caribbean rosewood fingerboard. Um Faro Gold and old school tobacco sunburst over Akume. Um and the Faro oh, yeah. Gold is over basewood. Rocking the basewood. Akume. Yeah. I like a bit uh, of Akume. Super light, super light if I remember rightly. Is that, is that right uh, I don't remember a, Akume being wood?
2: especially light. I, my only experience with Akume is last year or the year before, Fender did a limited run of jazz basses and P-basses that came scratch-plateless, and they were Akume, very 80s-looking things. And it's got that very much... The, the wood is sort of a mid-coloured kind of mahogany-esque, but with a sort of um, more, uh, more an ash-style um,
0: grain. Um, hmm. reminded
2: we, me a bit of the um Tom Quail oh light yeah. wood. Right.
0: Matty, we had some when we were at GAC we had some uh do you remember those telecasters that the were super light ones? No, those were um Empress Maple. That was the
3: Empress, yes.
0: That right. was that was what those were. No, the uh, Akume ones that we oh, had. Oh, I were remember the, the Empress were, Maple. That was a fantastic guitar. Yeah, that was a great one. One of the first things I did when I started a Fender was look to see if there were still any anywhere. Oh, wow. I would because the the blonde one because it was blonde and Honeyburst, right. and the blonde one was just absolutely amazing. It was so so yeah, it was nice, a great it was so guitar. light, and actually, I love that guitar so much that um, someone. I can't remember how it came about. I think maybe it was someone who listened to the podcast, who bought one from Gak, came in and was like, "I've got mine, and you know, it's to be honest with you, it's a bit too light for me." So if you want to make me an offer, but he had the Honeyburst, and uh. I really want. Anyway, that aside, um, the Akume guitars that we had in at Gak, Matty, were the um, the double bound uh, sparkle finish um, custom yes. shops. Yes, yes. There was, I there remember was. A, Blue. There was two blue sparkles and a gold sparkle, and the um, the gold sparkle and one of the blues had Bigsby's, and they were absolutely unbelievable guitars, absolutely yep. incredible, and they yeah they were a Kume. I think that guitar was the first guitar I ever tried a Strymon deco through. Oh, there we go. That's um, a, so, sorry. That's that's a story for just me and Matt.
3: Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No, nobody else sort no, of really nice, needed I to, yeah. it. I enjoyed it. But um, they were cool guitars. Um, but anyway, so yeah, we've got these J-Style Tahini V12s um, from GNL. The main thing with these is they feature the MFD guitar humbuckers, which was uh, one of the last parts of... Um, sort of Leo Fender's technical research with brothers Dave and Johnny McLaren um, to basically make what he called an end-to-end humbucker that sounded um, amazing in both series humbucking, parallel humbucking and single coil modes. So the guitar itself has quite a few switches, It has a standard uh, toggle switch for neck, mid, uh, both, and bridge, but then you also have two mini switches that then switch between two different types of humbucking and single coil for each one of those humbuckers. So you can get like a massive uh, array, uh, array of tones just from a few switches. Um, And then you also have a jazzmaster style, like trem arm, but on a trem system that looks a bit like a high-end Wilkinson strat trem.
2: Yeah. It's quite large, isn't it? It's quite oversized the the bridge Yeah, itself. I don't know
3: why Yeah, I don't know why. Well, I, the bridge I can sort of see, it's the the, the trem arm I think is kind of weird. I guess that's because yeah. they're going for a particular a particular look. Um but yeah, overall I think it's quite a cool-looking guitar. I must admit the gold to me looks better than tobacco sunburst. Never been a massive fan of that kind of slightly washed out tobacco mm. um finished but I, I think i'd be interested to try the pickups i'd be interested to see how, like the sort of different combinations you can get out of that as well um, and one piece aluminium um control plate which i also oh, think really oh that's cool really cool
2: they, they're quite quite a price tag
3: on these gnls they are let me have a look 16 9 9 or 17 9 yeah dollars though. Uh, yeah dollars usd's <laughs> which is probably about 16.59 and 17.59. Um, <laughs> but these look cool because I think they're a nice alternative choice um, if, you want, if you didn't want to go down the sort of fender route. Yeah. Um, but definitely something that comes with um, a few more pickup options. I guess the closest in terms of pickup options might be, I want to say the Johnny Mar Jaguar. Johnny Mar Jag is uh, just a four-way is it just a
0: four-way? Yeah. Oh yes,
3: yeah, the Hartelli. Then I'm thinking potentially of the classic player jazz masters with the two humbuckers. Yes, you are. are they are. still made. Yep, they are. They are, and they've got the roller controls that go between. They've got proper s-
0: coil taps as opposed to That's coil right. splits, which people often call coil taps, but are not coil taps. They're they called splits. Two right. very
3: different. But things.
0: yes, in the classic player jazz, ma- uh, classic player jaguar hh uh they are yeah they've got the the roly, the thumb wheels i like a thumb game. wheel do you
2: yeah. yeah big fan it's good you don't knock it accidentally you know it makes sense
4: not until you tried it anyway well
2: me hey. <laughs>
4: <laughs> mark packham hello well i was just thinking how much time we got left on the We've podcast got enough time okay well i want to tell you about a giant knob and not you, Joe Branton. I want to talk <laughs> about the Music Man Joe Dart signature, which features a giant knob. So this is the signature model for Wolfpack's, uh Joe Dart, um, who has collaborated with Ernie Ball on a new Music Man bass. He's um, always playing a um,
2: like a, a, a 60s... Um, jazz bass. Okay, uh, well this uh, isn't until that. Until recently, no, no, but he was very heavily geared towards the bridge pickup on that. Right, on that fine. So this this isn't a surprising sort of So
4: instrument. what they've done um, is basically stripped everything off um, of a, uh, I guess it's a... It's not is it a stingray body? It looks like a sterling body. Yeah, to I me. think it's a sterling body. Um they've basically stripped everything back um and they've you've just got basically like I guess it's an ash body. Um maybe an older body. Hard to tell. Uh, I think it's ash mate. Yeah, don't have that in the spec, which is really annoying. Um flame maple neck, flame maple fingerboard, um and yeah, so there's nothing else on the body at all apart from the pickup. And what's special about this is the pickup uh, is a cust uh, sorry, a Custom designed passive music man pickup. Right. So there's no active circuit in this no, bass. He,
2: he has a very sort of old school bass. Yeah, yeah, tone. yeah.
4: So, um, passive humbucker designed by um, Joe Dart and his bandmate bandmate Jack Stratton. And the only other thing on the front of the bass is the aforementioned giant knob. So, just a volume control. Um, it's but very it's very like, large. It's an oversized, it's nearly as big as the, like, it, like, like di- um, is it diameter or circumference? Yeah, it's a, it's a big. It's quite. It's girthy. What's what's all the way across the well, circle? It's girth. Diameter is
0: girth. all the way across. It's circumference it around. is around. What's the no. one girth. that's halfway across? Radius. Okay. radius is, a radius
4: diameter. A radius
0: is half the diameter.
4: The, the diameter is nearly as wide as that of the pickup itself, mm. which is As girthy. as the pickup? Is it's deep. Incredibly. Are you girthy. sure?
0: Have you seen? Because the only thing I've seen about this bass is the picture of it sitting there motionless. So it could well be... It Well, I know you're showing me a picture of it now, but I can't, I've can't. i not seen anybody playing it. It could well be that that's a normal size knob and, and the bass and is the really, bass small. really small. Really, really yeah, small. Is I, nice.
4: I reckon that's what it is, personally. That, that potentially, well, I'm, I'm going to have case. a look now there's in fact a video right here of someone um, oh, tell you I like it I think it's a great yeah, looking base me too um, the only downside is they're only going to make uh, f- the initial run sorry is only be 50 units well no um, one
2: listens to Wolfpack anyway so that's not and right. the, I'm not the, sure about that they're
0: only they're only for sale
4: on their website which yeah. is interesting $2000 um, there's only 50 initially and the neck plate will be engraved with first 50 so sounds like they're doing a short run to gauge interest and then if it takes off I guess I guess they'll do more, I'd after be interested.
0: That. I'd be interested to see if more uh bands do this sort of thing, like um,
2: limited run. Well, no,
0: just instruments, yeah, but also just selling stuff direct through their own website. Well, you seeing know. as no
2: one's making money from music anymore, it seems like a smart idea. Well,
0: in all seriousness, yes. I mean, that is kind of that is kind of the thing. No, like
2: merch is the uh, the last absolutely the last bastion of. Uh, but you know,
0: Joe Bonamassa did it with those high-powered twins. Well, with the with he he had a bunch of uh high-powered Fender twins. Yeah made and i think there was 50 of them and they were all maybe it was maybe it was even less than that but they were only available through his website right. and um didn't uh gene simmons do it? oh no those were old bases weren't
4: they no he just he gets a different bass made for every gig and then, and then oh, you okay. can buy that one that right he's okay so that's
0: that's slightly different but yeah. yeah i mean i i think it's a really interesting concept and it'll be it'll, i I keen to see whether more people pick yeah. this yeah, this sort sure. of thing up
2: for sure, I'm sorry to uh, grace the listener with more bass, but uh, the last—it's been a bass-heavy week. It's been a bass-heavy week. The last piece of news—did you just what? laugh
0: at your own joke? <laughs> you because yes, did.
2: Did. none of the rest of us did. Uh, well, that's why I thought I ought. Okay, uh, right. Okay. Um, anyway, the last—the uh, last piece of news is also bass, and it comes from Eastwood. Um, Eastwood, who who have made about a million Warren Ellis signature guitars, mandolins, mandocellos, tenor guitars, have added to that with the only strung instrument left to add to the Warren Ellis signature line the bass guitar. So the Warren Ellis body shape was always kind of a Mustang. Uh, it has a bit of an angled back headstock but and and it's always a color matched headstock, but all in all it's essentially always a, a a Mustang, you know, whether it's as a tenor guitar or whether it's as a mandocello, always a Mustang. They've introduced a bass guitar. And it has like a almost a bladed guitar single coil as the as the pickup in the middle of the body, and they actually um, they they're actually promoting this instrument as being like yeah run this through through a guitar amp and a load of effects because that's what Warren Ellis does. So they're kind of saying well this is sort of a halfway house. So they also they do say you know yeah, it sounds great as a bass as well. Run it through a bass amp if you want use it as a bass. But they're saying look this gives you loads of other tonal options. Works great with effects as basses. Tend to do, and uh, you know you can just get that sort of cool, sort of low end quality, kind of as a, like a, a baritone tell- tenor guitar,
3: sort of. Well, uh, they actually make a baritone tenor. <laughs> <laughs> because I was actually looking on their website, their collection. I will just quickly. So their collection is. So they make a signature tenor. They make the same with two pickups. They do a six string. They do a mandocello. They do the mandocello left handed. They do a mando stang. They do both signatures left handed with two pickups. They make a tenor baritone, which they also do left handed. And now they also make the bass, which also comes in left handed. Yes, and uh, yeah, they're they're
2: doing the bass in three finishes in a in a white, a sort of a dark cherry, and a, a through cherry cherry, and uh, a black, all with torque guards. They look. Great, all with matching headstocks. I mean, I think these look absolutely. I, I brilliant. mean, I want one. Yeah, I, I think one. I think they're fantastic. East, Eastwood obviously make great guitars at sort of really good prices, but this is a really cool, interesting guitar. My only thing with Eastwood, which is always my problem with Eastwood, is the product photography on their website. And in their press release for this, they've they've got the bass on a lovely orange background, which. I'm I, I I I'm not sure if it's been cut out or not. I don't think so, but there's you can see the reflection of the light fitting in the nice. uh, <laughs> in the instrument, and it's just some
3: like it's obviously just a warehouse. We, um, it's just like a warehouse light fitting. Have oh, we ever great. done a actual episode on the range of instruments they have? Because oh, I think I, it would make a it would make a great episode. To potentially recap some of the bases that they're making, like the EEB one, yeah. I think we have like, touched on them before, but we might so may, we weird. might well do that
2: uh, for our Patreon episode this week. Then we'll oh, okay. go through yeah, the uh, we'll go through all the the cool Eastwood stuff because oh, we can talk so,
3: about the Devo B stiff base. Uh, yeah, I mean, I want to talk <laughs> about
2: I want to talk about the pocket base, which is a, a recreation of something that. Um, oh no, I've forgotten his name. Um, Oh, it doesn't My matter pocket. Does it yeah whatever <laughs> no uh, it's uh, yeah the, it doesn't matter but there's a pocket base which is a which is a, an absolutely Go on. wonderful instrument you can get there what, can I get it can I get I the fellow who's believing you the fellow who used it for writing it was um, the fellow uh, who used it for writing uh, yeah, William Shakespeare was, <laughs> no uh, he, uh, um, uh, Philip K. Dick uh, the times they are a changing. Bob Dylan. There we go. Yeah. Oh my Bob... God! <laughs> I just forgot Bob Dylan's name for a
0: minute. Okay. He's a poet laureate. He's not I that got far flustered. away. Anyway, he. Uh, yes. Um... Poet laureate. Is that what he won? Or uh... um, no, it was Nobel Peace Prize for, for... writing yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, I loved his Christmas album.
0: Must be Santa. That is, a, I tell you what, that is a great is song. A great I remember
3: song. that year, that year in the shop when that was literally played every possible moment. It is, <laughs> we it is a remember absolutely that absolutely <laughs> fantastic Christmas song. It's a great Christmas song. Anyway, uh, that uh, that does
2: pretty much bring us to a time on uh, on this week's episode of the Guitar Nerd's podcast. It looks like we're going to be continuing over on the Patreon episode where this week will be, uh, um, we'll be covering. The Eastwood line, with focus on some of their weirder and wackier things, and some focus on the uh, on the uh, on the bases. We'll also be doing our. Um Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame episode where it is... I literally haven't got anything yet. I still need to think about it. It is Mark Packham's choice this week. I still need to think about it. Despite being the person that came up with this series and then I made a document... I knew this would happen. ...that tells you when your week is coming up and he's still forgotten. But anyway, anyway, we'll be heading over to the Patreon where for as little as $1 a month you can support the podcast. $1 a month gets you the regular episode ad-free and early. $5 a month gets you the Patreon episode... Um, plus additional series like uh, The Hall of Fame And $10 a month Makes you an executive producer And gets your name read out In one breath By me
0: oh, It's a shame we haven't got anything to plug The drum machine of the Ampero Well, just, yeah,
4: yeah, just, just do a Bob Dylan classic I'm going to do the drum machine For the Ampero right? okay. Is that what it sounds like? I don't know. Adam Royce Crisp, Jake Scottmore, Robert's Robert
2: Cousins, Rob Cruz, Scott Hamilton, Tucker Abaddon, Ernie Cooper, Ross Edwards, Nate Nagel, Seven Hens, <coughs> Rob Grant, Matt Roberts, Steve Lee, Emory James Baker, Juan Coya, Aaron Servant, Blake Wiland, Andrew Goody, Jamie Kemp,
0: Jake Gray, Matt Melamy, Martin Cliff, Scott Kennedy, Christopher Lossett, Hans Arms, Robin Smith, Derek Rich, Chris Connors, Rob Nordwick, Duncan Watson, Ed Medley, Steve Margul, DJ Mark. Michael McGrory, Connors Mantra, Andy McKenzie, Brock Page, Blair Tom, Scott O'Brien, Laurie Anstead, Paul Gorrigan, Will Clare, Will
2: Grover, Will Thompson, Adrian Day, Ken Sayers, Matthew King, Stuart Tate, Sean Owen, Christopher Wolfman, John with Thank you, Scott, for adding your last name to the thing, but
0: I forgot to write it.
4: <gasps> that was close. Very good. That was close.
0: I didn't think that was very good. Can you give it another go?
4: Really? He might die.
2: Okay, fine.
0: Don't don't ever oh, do it again. Sorry. Oh okay. <laughs> right. Anyway, but well
2: that that, uh, that that leads us to the end of the uh, the podcast. That's everything we're going to do. So, uh we'll see you over on the Patreon.
3: Farewell. Bye. Bye. Bye.
4: Bye.